Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. For the serpent, the curse for him is that he would crawl on his belly all the days of his life, eating dust, and that God in his mercy would give to the woman an offspring, a seed, and that he, the serpent, would bite his heel, but that the seed of the woman would ultimately, in the final analysis, crush the serpent's head. Satan knew that the woman would have a son. So what did Satan do? One of the things he did was fill the heart of Cain to murder his brother. Satan thought, what if Abel is that son? I should cut him off. Cut him off. Make sure that, that the threat is neutralized, that he can't crush my head, so I'll fill the heart of his brother with envy so that he would murder him. Likewise, Satan tried to cut off the line of the Messiah with fallen angels intermarrying with the daughters of men. Likewise, Satan tried to cut off the messianic line in Egypt with Pharaoh killing the sons of the Hebrew women. But Moses escaped. Likewise, Satan tried to cut off the line of the Messiah with Onan and Tamar, a black widow. (laughs) If you're not familiar with Genesis chapter 38 and the story of Tamar, she marries Judah's firstborn son, But he was unpleasing to the Lord, and so the Lord put him to death. She then takes the next son as husband. But this son, out of spite for his brother, chooses not to grant to Tamar, since the children are present, I'll give the PG version, she chooses, or he chooses not to grant to Tamar offspring. And so the Lord puts Onan to death. And then Judah withholds his last son because he says, I've already lost two sons who were married to this woman. She must be a black widow. When the reality is, no, Judah, you just have bad sons. She's not putting them to death. The Lord is putting them to death. Judah should have been a better dad, apparently. But he withholds his final son. And Tamar, this is my exegesis of Genesis 38, Tamar knew the promise. That when Jacob died, Jacob blessed each of his sons, his 12 sons, the 12 tribes of Israel. And when Jacob gave on his deathbed the blessing to his son Judah, he said that from Judah would come a lion, a leader, That from him would come a deliverer, a warrior, 
a great man. Now, Tamar, as the daughter-in-law of Judah, would have been aware of that blessing given by Jacob to her father-in-law. Tamar was essentially saying this, the right of being the mother to the Messiah belongs to me. I have that right. And I have been given by God in his providence that duty. You will give me a son. And so, not saying that this fits with God's moral law, but in God's sovereign will, Tamar went through a very curious route. I'll put it like that. To ensure that she would be the mother furthering the line of Judah. And she was. And from Tamar, eventually, came the Christ. Further, we see Satan trying to snuff out the messianic line with Herod, just like Pharaoh in Egypt. Herod tried to track down Jesus in his infancy and put him to death. But an angel warned his earthly father, Joseph, and they flee to the very place where previously... Hundreds of years prior, Satan had filled the heart of Pharaoh to try to snuff out the line. They fleed to Egypt. And when it was safe and God had put Herod to death and caused his corpse to be consumed by worms for his pride and rebellion, Joseph and Mary and Jesus returned. All throughout the Old Testament, that is a consistent theme. I encourage you as you read the Old Testament to look for it. Satan trying to snuff out the line. Why? Because Satan was there that day all the way back in Genesis chapter 3. He knew what would ultimately be his demise. That from the woman would come a seed. That he would strike his heel. But that that seed would crush his head. Satan is not God. He is not God's equal. He is not therefore omniscient, all-knowing, or omnipresent in all places. But to the best of his ability, in his unmitigated rebellion against God and his authority, Satan sought to try to make the plans of God neutralized. Satan sought to thwart God's plan. And the Nephilim on earth in Genesis chapter 6 during the days of Noah are just one example of Satan's failed attempts. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Thanks for sticking around. I've got an important announcement to make. That's the Theonomy and Postmillennialism Conference. 2023, May 5th, 6th, and 7th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Theonomy and Postmillennialism. We've got the speakers that we've already had lined up. That's Dr. James White, Dr. Joseph Boot, Dr. Gary DeMar, non-doctor Pastor Joel Webin. But we also have a bonus speaker, and that is Dale Partridge from Real Christianity. Perhaps you've heard of him. If not, you should start listening to his podcast. It's fantastic. Dale Partridge is going to be joining our team. We're going to have live panels on Friday night and Saturday night where you'll be able to write in questions and get them answered. We're also going to have a catered barbecue Texas-style barbecue meal on Friday that's a part of your registration fee. All that is covered. So you need to get that. This is how you do it. Go and register right now at rightresponseconference.com. Again, that's rightresponseconference.com. God bless. 
Thanks so much for listening. But real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.